Good morning, church. I'm trying something a little bit different this morning. Instead of a video, uh, I'm going to just be posting an audio uh, recording to see how that works for us. This morning, we read a Psalm 58, 59, 60. And the psalm that I want to bring a devotion from this morning is Psalm 60, just a devotional thought. This is another example of persistent prayer. This is David feeling like God has rejected him. He says, God, you have rejected us. You have broken our defenses. You have been angry. Oh, restore us. You have made the land to quake. You have torn it open. Repair its breaches, for it totters. You have made your people see hard things. You have given us wine to drink that make us stagger. So here he is, looking like God has abandoned him. And yet he's refusing to abandon God. He feels like God is nowhere in sight, but that doesn't make him run away to some other God. He continues to press in. He continues to press further. So this psalm is a picture of persistent prayer, and it's a reminder that God answers persistent prayer. The prescript says that David wrote this uh, when uh, he strove with Aram Naharim and with Aram Zobah, and when Joab, on his return, struck down 12,000 of Edom in the Valley of Salt. This is tied to 2 Samuel chapter 8, and in 2 Samuel chapter 8, What's happening is that uh, the, the author of Second Samuel is showing us that David as king is conquering the nations. That's what that chapter is about in Second Samuel chapter 8. This king that God has raised up is not just king over Israel. God is going to use him to conquer the nations. And this is what these, the, the promise, of course, that began with Abraham uh, when God said, I'm going to bless you, <clears throat> excuse me, I'm going to bless you, and through you, I'm going to bless all of the nations. God's promises have always been for all of the nations. His intention has always been to glorify his name amongst all of the nations. We said yesterday that David is crying out in his soul saying, wake up all you nations, wake up to the glory of God. So part of David's heart and part of the intention of raising up David is to conquer the nations. And we see that there in 2 Samuel chapter 8. But for some reason, David is not seeing it happen. He is, uh, feels like his defenses are broken. He feels like God has rejected him. But again, he presses in. He says, God, you have set up a banner for those who fear you, that they may flee to it from the bow, that your beloved ones may be delivered. Give salvation by your right hand and answer us. He says, God, you haven't rejected us. God, you've set up a place where we could turn to you for refuge. So, God, I'm turning to you. I'm believing your promises and I'm trusting to you. Now, listen to what God says. This is really where I want us to, to press down in this today. In verse 6, it says, God has spoken in his holiness, in his set-apartness, um, in his uniqueness. He says, with exaltation, I will divide up Shechem and portion out the veil of Sukkot. Gilead is mine, Manasseh is mine, Ephraim is my helmet, Judah is my scepter, Moab is my washbasin, upon Edom I cast my shoe, over Philistia I shout in triumph. Do you hear what God is saying? For those who place their faith in me, for those who continue to pursue me, I am going to divide up Shechem. 
I'm going to portion out the Vale of Sukkot. Those were um, places in the Promised Land in Israel's history, Shechem and Sukkot. Uh, it's in Genesis. It's in Joshua. Uh, those are places that when the people first came, when Abraham first came into the land, when Joshua first comes into the land, those are some of the first places that they take and kind of place God's flag in the promised land. God is saying, I'm going to give you the land that I promised to give you. And then he talks about uh, how precious the land is to him. He says, Gilead is mine. Manasseh is mine. Those are kind of areas uh, specifically on the east side of the Jordan River. Then he said, Ephraim is my helmet. Judah is my scepter. Uh, in other words, the, the, these tribes, these, these, these people of Israel, they're going, they're going, I'm going to wear them like a helmet. I'm going to hold them like a scepter. They're going to be symbols of my authority and symbols of my rule in this world. But then my enemies are going to be embarrassed. Moab is my wash basin. I'm going to use them to wash my dirty clothes. Edom, upon Edom, I cast my shoe. I put my foot down on Edom. Over Philistia, I shout in triumph. Do you hear what God is saying? Come to me. Even though it looks like I've abandoned you, come to me. Persist in prayer to me. And you will find a God who is over all of the nations. And I will give you what I have promised you. And I will destroy those who stand against you. And that's where David lands. Who will bring me to the fortified city? Who will lead me to Edom? Have you not rejected us, O God? You do not go forth, O God, with our armies. O oh, grant us help against the foe, for vain is the salvation of man. With God we shall do valiantly. It is he who will tread down our foes. Ultimately, he places his faith in this God who is over all the nations. In the middle of these uncertain times, more than ever, I pray that we are pressing forward in mission, that we are seeking the salvation of our neighbors, that we are seeking to share the gospel with family members, that we're seeking to point people toward uh, the... The only hope that they can have in Jesus. And I know that many times when we do that, it just feels like we're hitting our head against a brick wall, that we're, that we're dealing with hard hearts. And it feels like, God, are you not with us? Are you not on this mission with us? Why aren't we seeing more people saved? Why aren't we seeing more people come to the knowledge of the truth? Why aren't we seeing more people develop a heart of flesh for Jesus and his word? And this is what God is saying. Keep persisting. Persist in prayer. Persist in broken pursuit of me. Persist in sharing the gospel. I want to pray to that end and uh, trust in God to be who he is here. God, we thank you for the work that you've given us to do. Just like you gave David work to go and, and to fight the nations. God, you haven't given us the job to fight the nations. You've given us the job to proclaim salvation to the nations, starting right here in Dry Prong. God, I pray that you would use us right where we are now in this time of confusion, in this time of uncertainty. Give us opportunities to share the gospel with those uh, that do not know who you are. God, as we do that, I, I confess, it feels many times like you're not with us. It feels many times like you have rejected us because, God, as we try and we, and we work and we labor, uh, we, see, uh, we see results, God, and we thank you for that. We thank you for those that we've seen saved in our ministry, but, God, we want so much more. We have so many family members and so many friends that are just hard-hearted towards you, who do not see the truth. But God, we cling to what this psalm says when it says that you are over all of the nations. Lord, that you will hand us the, the portion that you want to give us. Lord, that, um, that your people are precious to you and that you will use us to display your glory and authority in the world. And God, you will 
deal justly with your enemies. But God, we ask that you would be compassionate. Lord, that you would show your, your glory by reaching into hearts and by saving our friends, saving our neighbors, saving our friends. God, show them their sin. Show them the only hope they have in Jesus through our witness. And God, I pray that leads them to turn to you, to place their life in your hands. God, work. Please work. God, bring revival to us. Give us a stronger desire to share the gospel. And God, give us results like only you can. In Jesus' name, amen.